Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the second series of The Burning Issue. I'm Luke Walsh, the editor of the website EndsWasteAndBioEnergy.com. As I said in the first series, when I was a student, I worked in the waste sector, collecting unsorted black bin waste and dumping it in a vast landfill in Pitsy in Essex. It was one of the saddest sights I've ever seen. At the same time as I was watching the waste being buried, the European Union, though, was drawing up plans and soon to implement its landfill directive in the summer of 2001. This policy would lead to a rapid investment in the UK in particular in landfill diversion, which was energy from waste. Regrettably, in my view, the UK is no longer part of the EU, but the energy from waste sector remains an international business and the UK shouldn't go back 20 years and carry on burying its waste. About the same time the EU's landfill directive came in, in Germany, the country's waste management association, ITAD, was working on plans for an EU-wide trade body to support the emerging energy from waste sector. The new trade body was called CWEP and it's been headed by Dr Ella Stengler since its launch more than 20 years ago. Hello Ella, thank you very much for joining me. Hi Luke, nice to hear you. Ella, I've known you for a number of years from back when we were all part of the European Union. The UK and the EU have just this week signed a new deal around Brexit, but from CWEP's point of view, what do you think of Brexit? Well, I think it is very regrettable that the UK left the EU However, cooperation and business continue between the UK and the continent, including waste management. You know, many, many years ago, someone from the UK told me that without the EU landfill directive, the UK would still landfill all its waste. Today, I think the UK will aim for a solid waste management and good environmental laws in its own interest. And should the EU come up with good new proposals, it might inspire others to follow. Hopefully. <laughs> Tell me about CWEP. What does it stand for, for those who don't know the association? Yes, uh, CWEP is the European Umbrella Association of the Operators of Waste to Energy Plants, or as you say, Energy from Waste. We stand for state-of-the-art treatment of municipal and similar waste that is not good enough for recycling. So that's a hygienic task that the plants fulfil. And at the same time, our members generate energy and materials from the waste, for instance, via metal recycling from the butter mesh. Efficient energy generation has become more and more important over the years. And in some regions in Europe, waste to energy covers more than half of the people's heat demand with the energy generated from their waste. I have to say, this is one of my failings, because this podcast, you're actually the first woman to be on it, and you're one of a very small number of high-profile women in the EFW sector, which tends to be a very male-dominated area. Is this changing as more businesses embrace equality and diversity, or do you think it won't for a long time yet? Indeed. 25 years ago, many meetings would start by, good morning, gentlemen, and I love. I was sometimes the only female participant in conferences and meetings about waste topics. But fortunately, this has changed dramatically. Also in the higher management levels, now we observe more ladies in the waste to energy sector. A good example is Wien Energy, who has just recently appointed a woman as a plant manager responsible for their waste to energy and peak load plants. She's responsible for 100 employees. I think the sector has taken the right direction, but still has a way to go. You talked a bit about your past there, but how did you get into EFW? Well, my very first contact with waste topics was during my law studies when I came to Brussels for an internship in the European Parliament, and they gave me the task to study waste shipment for the Environment Committee. Honestly, my first reaction was, oh no, why do I have to deal with such an unsexy topic? <laughs> but I didn't, it, it actually didn't take me long to discover that waste is a fascinating topic. 
Afterwards, I was employed in the hazardous waste sector, working for a German public-private partnership association dealing with all kinds of hazardous waste treatment. And then in 2002, long time ago, I was headhunted by ETA, the German Waste to Energy Association, who had already started the process of founding CWEB. And one year later, so 20 years ago now, we had gathered enough members to start the operation of the CWEB office in Brussels. I think from what you said there, you kind of fell into it. Yeah. And on the policy front, the EU now is moving towards putting EFW into its emissions trading scheme, something the UK looks like mirroring. But you've argued its inclusion is unfair due to the way plants are supplied with feedstock. Can you tell me a bit more about this, please? Yeah, I'm very well aware that everyone has to work hard and contribute to reducing greenhouse gas emissions. The question is, what is the most efficient means to do so? In contrast to other sectors in the EU ETS, waste energy plants do not have the choice to switch their fuel if it causes carbon dioxide emissions. They fulfill a hygienic task uh, by treating the waste that cannot be avoided or recycled. And this often consists of plastic waste, which is responsible for the fossil CO2 emissions of waste to energy plants. The real steering power is before the waste arrives at the waste to energy plants, at the production stage. Just leave the fossils in the ground, use recycled plastic materials. Then with consumer behavior and source separation so that the plastics are separately collected for recycling, for quality recycling, and don't end up in the residual waste that goes to waste to energy. What also needs to be considered is that waste to energy is a part of a waste management chain, including just waste to energy in the EU ETS would make it more expensive and therefore have an impact on the whole waste management chain. It would potentially push waste to cheaper, less sustainable, and maybe even illegal routes. While in the end, the EU legislators have agreed to carry out an impact assessment by mid-2026 before including waste to energy in the EU ETS, something CWEP was advocating very, very strongly for. Now we expect that the impact assessment will carefully consider all the complexities, including different tax regimes in the member states already in place for waste incineration sometimes, and the impact on countries which still heavily rely on landfilling. And you mentioned the plastics there. It's very interesting because I think recently in the UK, Scotland has recommended that plastics should be banned from going to energy from waste plants. I think you've argued the same thing in the past. But what do we do with the plastics that can't be recycled? That's why we wouldn't argue to have a general ban uh, for plastics going to waste to energy. But of course, this is not a desired input, uh, first of all, because it causes fossil CO2 emissions on waste to energy plants, but also it reduces capacity, which relies on the calorific value of the feedstock. So it is plastics are definitely not the desired uh, feedstock for waste to energy plants. But I see that for the residual I don't see a better way, actually, to handle these kind of wastes. So for this residual plastic waste, which cannot be recycled, I see it as a hygienic task uh, for the sector to take it, as long as there's no better solution for it. It's better than landfill, isn't it? It's better than landfilling because you would, uh, yeah, you would waste the resources and it's definitely better than going to poorly designed boilers somewhere else in, in the world. And unfortunately, we have some illegal routes on waste in the world. <laughs> that has been a problem in the past and still is. Yeah. 
On the policy front, at an EU level, what other policies do you think could be supportive or hinder the EFW sector going forward? I'm thinking there's uh, policies such as Fit for 55. Yes, Fit for 55, for sure. Namely, the revision of EU ETS. We talked already about it. The Renewables Directive, number three. The biogenic part of the waste uh, is a renewable energy source. Then the Energy Efficiency Directive, the regulation on carbon removal certification but also other more challenging policies like EU taxonomy, the revision of the Industrial Emissions Directive, and of course, the upcoming revision of the Waste Framework Directive and the Landfill Directive. Which one of those worries you the most? The most concern is EU taxonomy. It assumes that waste to energy could do significant harm if it increases significantly. I understand the principle, but in cases where you would replace an old landfill instead use waste to energy for the residual non-recyclable waste. I think this is very much in line with circular economy, with climate goals and all the goals we have. So I think uh, the EU taxonomy needs to differentiate a bit more. So this is worrying. The most important upcoming refuse will be with the Waste Framework Directive and the Landfill Directive. And there's a recent study undertaken by Prognos and CE Delft, and they calculated if actually all EU member states, plus the UK, they consider the UK as well, would comply with the current municipal waste targets. That means 65% recycling and maximum 10% landfilling. Also apply this to not only municipal waste, but also commercial and industrial waste. Then we could save every year 150 million tons of CO2 equivalents. And should we stop landfilling waste that can be recycled or used for energy purposes? Um, then this saved CO2 emissions would even double. That equals the total net greenhouse gas emissions of Spain. So there is potential in waste legislation to do more for the climate goals and the circular economy. And you mentioned a bit about carbon removal there. Obviously, carbon capture, usage and storage is clearly coming through and EU funds have been seen as crucial to this. How far off do you think we are from EFW plants being routinely fitted with the technology? Well, it will require some time. Uh, it won't happen overnight. The Waste Energy Plant in Oslo will be one of the first full-scale CCS projects worldwide. It will capture 90% of its total CO2 emissions and starts operation in 2026. More and more waste-to-energy operators are actively exploring carbon capture and use uh, or storage opportunities. There are multiple feasibility studies, pilot projects and tests ongoing to investigate how to optimally capture CO2 from the process. Uh, some technical issues still have to be solved or improved, such as the space occupancy of the carbon capture unit, the energy consumption, solvent management, etc. However, probably the main obstacle today does not lie in the technology itself, but remains in the cost. That's why only with adequate political and financial support, CCUS technologies will be able to reach full commercial maturity. Waste energy cannot do it alone. Capturing CO2 won't be enough. A common European transportation network should be established to collect and deliver CO2 produced from the different industrial clusters. And additionally, particularly for those countries that will not have easy access to CO2 permanent storage sites, incentives are needed for CO2 valorization towards the creation of a CO2 market, which needs some time, I guess.
Do you think that could come in, a, a reuse market for captured CO2? I think it can because you you probably in a few years you will need fossil CO2. I could imagine that the chemical industry will need some fossil CO2. And then I could imagine that waste to energy could be delivered of that. So let's see how it, how it will all evolve. But I can imagine, yes. The NGOs have said that the EU and national governments shouldn't back CCS financially. But you've, obviously you just said there that it can't work without funding. What would you say to the NGOs at the moment? Well, not backing CCS uh, with waste to energy would be counterproductive towards climate goals that we have. If you want to reach net zero, CCUS is necessary in Europe. Also, applying CCS to waste to energy implies the possibility to become even carbon negative for the sector, since you would be able to capture not only the fossil emissions, generated from plastics maybe, but also the biogenic ones, which are counted as zero climate relevant. And these carbon removals would also be needed to offset those unavoidable emissions in other sectors that do not have the possibility or are difficult to decarbonize. Also, the need for carbon removals has been expressed on several occasions by the EU institutions. So I'm quite optimistic on that. So to conclude, saying no to CCUS unfortunately reminds me of the NIMBY effect often associated to waste to energy or in general to new industrial infrastructure. But it won't help to achieve our targets. Sticking with the NGOs, I think the transition away from landfilling is something to be proud of and carried on. However, do you feel now the NGOs have got the ear of policymakers who are in turn putting in policies that are not as positive or even negative to the EFW sector going forward? Well, I think all responsible stakeholders agree that waste that can be recycled or recovered should not be landfilled, just following the waste hierarchy. However, some policymakers seem to think that landfilling is something of the past and that the EU landfill directive deals with the issue sufficiently. This is not the case. The implementation of this directive is very poor in many regions, and the directive itself could be more ambitious. Actually, we still landfill 100 million tons of waste in Europe every year. Can we afford not to use the raw materials and energy embedded in this waste? I don't think so. And can we afford the methane emissions that the landfills produce? Also, no. So denying the need for safe treatment of residual non-recycled waste originates from a wishful thinking that all waste can be avoided or recycled. Would be nice, but we are not there. And as long as this is not the case, we need waste to energy as a safe treatment of residual waste. And this includes residues from sorting and recycling facilities, considering the fact that most materials cannot be infinitely recycled. So I'm sorry, as long as we don't have a better alternative, we have to be happy with waste to energy. That's a big figure, isn't it? 100 million tonnes a year across Europe. Yeah. Because there's still that waste going to landfill. What about new technologies such as hydrogen produced from waste? In January, the EU granted RWE 100 million euros towards its 600 million euro project to build a MSW to hydrogen facility in the Netherlands. Do you see hydrogen perhaps being the next big thing? Whereas waste energy facilities are built and optimized for residual waste treatment, hence their hygienic task, hydrogen can be a complementary form of energy conversion from a decarbonization perspective. Unlike other renewable energy sources, waste energy plants are baseload facilities and therefore have the possibility to rely on the programmability and flexibility of energy generation that allows different possibilities 
of industrial symbiosis, such as the production of hydrogen via water electrolyzers powered by waste to energy. And some European waste to energy plants already started to do this, like, for example, the Wuppertal waste to energy plant in Germany, wherein electrolyzer with a capacity of one megawatt can generate green hydrogen for 20 fuel cell powered city buses. In this way, waste to energy plants circulate energy through innovative solutions that help decarbonize some hard to abate sectors, such as road transport, while also improving air quality towards a cleaner urban mobility. But similar to all other sectors that currently want to invest in hydrogen technologies, waste energy needs a price incentive to invest in electrolyzers. At the moment, electricity prices are high, so it is probably more attractive to supply electricity to the grid rather than turning it into hydrogen. Coming back to your question about the RWE project in the Netherlands, as much as I can see, this is not a conventional waste energy facility, so I cannot comment in detail. And in this project that you mentioned, hydrogen would be produced not via water electrolysis, but via direct chemical conversion after a gasification process, which is a technology completely different from conventional waste to energy. I don't want to judge alternative thermal treatment processes such as gasification or pyrolysis. Probably they can work fine with a certain quality of feedstock. However, when it comes to mixed residual waste with a wide and diversified composition, conventional waste to energy plants with a great furnace or fluidized bed have the proven ability to treat this heterogeneous waste in a secure, affordable and environmentally sound way. You'd mentioned there the high power prices, and I would have thought that would mean people running an energy from waste plant would be happier. But your most recent industry barometer found the move was significantly worse in the sector. Do you think things were improving this year so far or not? I hope so. A lot of businesses suffered in the pandemic and due to the war in Europe, so did the waste to energy sector. Uh, there was a fear of delivery shortages of chemicals needed for the flue gas cleaning and waste to energy plants in order to continuously guarantee the strict emission levels. And due to gas scarcity, for instance, ammonia production went down dramatically in some places and it was difficult or at least much more expensive to buy ammonia. In the worst case, a plant has to close down if it cannot comply with emission limit values. And that would have caused a problem, what to do with waste. As much as I'm aware, the worst case did not happen and the operators managed to be compliant with their emission limit values. However, it was a stressful time for the operators. For the future feedstock for waste to energy, it remains to be seen how less production will result in lower commercial and industrial waste if the war continues for a longer period of time, which we, of course, don't hope. Hopefully not, no. You mentioned changing markets there, and this national waste markets have changed dramatically in the last year, with both Germany and Finland transforming from exporters to importers. Do you think there's growth in the import-export market, or are countries developing their own capacity now, and that market won't exist in a few more years? Well, there was considerable investment going on in the UK to become more self-sufficient. On the continent, it becomes more difficult for new waste to energy plant investments with the EU taxonomy in place that we've just talked about. Maybe those who have missed the train will rely on transport for now to treat their waste. 
although they will have to pay twice to get rid of the waste and paying for the energy which they do not use from their waste. I really wish the EU policymakers would reconsider the EU taxonomy and allow waste to energy capacity, at least where it replaces landfills. You mentioned the UK there, and that we have had a huge growth in energy from waste plants over the last few years. But the industry is starting to say that maybe that's peaked now and we only need a handful of facilities in this country now. So do you see the shift in the market to perhaps Poland or maybe other Eastern European markets or elsewhere indeed? Poland is developing further waste to energy capacity. And also in the Czech Republic, uh, something seems to move there. In the last years, also two new plants in Lithuania joined CWEB and they are now in full operation. And the first waste to energy plant in Serbia went into operation a few weeks ago, beginning of January, replacing an old landfill. Whereas this new investment happened outside the EU, some EU regions continue relying on landfilling and are still struggling with appropriate investments in integrated waste management, including waste to energy. For instance, in the south of Italy, Spain, Portugal, Greece. Last year, the mayor of Rome announced the construction of the first waste to energy plant in the Italian capital. Considering the desperate waste situation in Rome for many, many years, one can only hope that this will be finally realized. Well, in the end, the market for waste energy will depend a lot on the countries having to and willing to achieve the landfill diversion targets and also on the future EU policy. I wish the EU legislators would be more ambitious when in 2024 the EU landfill directive up for review and waste that can be recycled or recovered should not be landfilled. Just follow the waste hierarchy. And actually, implementation is also quite there are still 11 member states in the EU landfilling more than half of their municipal waste. So theoretically, they would need alternative residual waste treatment capacity. Do you think perhaps in a cost of living crisis and stretched budgets across the EU, that maybe those countries that are still landfilling will carry on landfilling because they're not, there's just not the money to invest in the infrastructure? It is a tricky issue, yes, but it's not a long-term sustainable solution. And they had already quite a lot of time. I mean, the landfill directive is old with its targets. And also the most recent review said, well, by 2035, you are not allowed to land for more than 10% of your municipal waste. And those member states lagging behind even get an extra five years, so until 2040. So they have really a lot of time, but they shouldn't use it as an excuse. And also on the long term, you won't gain money with it. It's not really cheaper. It's cheaper at the first glance, but it is more valuable to use the energy embedded in the waste and, of course, to use the materials embedded in the waste and not wasting them. So it is not really cheaper, if you know what I mean, maybe just on a very, very short term. Yeah, and I still think if you're landfilling it, you're leaving that problem for the next generation of people to decide. Of course. You're better to do it now, aren't you? The final question I'm asking everyone that comes on The Burning Issue is, what is the question I should have asked you and how would you have answered it? (laughs) I will not suggest you to ask me where the sector will stay in 20, 30 years from now. I think we tackled uh, these um, decisive criteria already, which are decisive for the future. Maybe you could ask uh, me about the upcoming CWEP Congress. We are back after five years since the last CWEP Congress took place in Bilbao. So if you wish, you could ask what are the 
challenging topics for the sector that will be covered. I'm really looking forward to Berlin. What are the challenging topics that you'll be uh, discussing? CWEP has been organizing Waste to Energy Congress for two decades. Now was its 10th edition coming in June this year. There was a long pause since the last Congress and we postponed it several times because of the pandemic situation as we really, really believe in in-person networking. That's so important. And then, well, in June, we will talk about uh, industrial symbiosis, carbon removal, CCU, CCS, integrated waste management systems, secure energy supply, since the war, more important than ever, emission reductions under the Industrial Emissions Directive, chemical recycling, metal extraction from butter mesh, and much more. But last but not least, we will discuss how to tackle fake news and exchange on social media experience because public perception of waste to energy is a permanent topic for the sector. But the best thing is to see many members, colleagues and friends again and dive into interesting discussions with them. And at this occasion, we will celebrate a fever. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think anyone listening to this, you should make the effort and show up in Berlin. It's a great event and I'd thoroughly recommend it to anyone. On that note, Ella, I'd just like to thank you very much for your time and uh, thank you for sharing your insights with me. You're very welcome, Luke. See you in Berlin. See you in Berlin. Bye-bye. All that remains for me to say is thank you very much for listening. This has been The Burning Issue. If you want to learn more about energy from waste, go to the website endswasteandbioenergy.com where you can sign up for our free newsletters or even take out a subscription, if you want.